This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. Welcome in. It is On the Block here at 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I am Austin Norman. Of course, no Stricky. He's gone uh, for this week. Gone for next week. Should be back, though, in time for March Madness to watch his Huskers play. Be, bo- be joined by Nick Sainer here momentarily. Uh, this is On the Block, brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. Not open today. They will be back open for you tomorrow. Let them fix you a plate down at 29th and Pine Lake Road here in Lincoln. 402-464-5685. If you've got any other thoughts on roads, trucks in parking garages, or, or anything of that sort, we still have this segment open for you. Anything else you have to get off your chest when it comes to roads, Nick? No, shout out to the LES guy that was indeed listening. He texted in. Shout out to shout out to LES guy. Uh, he was listening to the show. Thanks for so. giving us your old building. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> Sorry if you have to drive farther, but, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully it's closer for you, but if it's not, uh, anyways, thanks for the building. Um, You got me thinking about this, and I think it's a fun conversation to, to kick Wheel the show tax. off on. <laughs> Wheel tax, obviously. <laughs> Um, teams you're secretly a fan of. Okay. You mentioned Marquette. You and yeah. I are both kind of on the Marquette train. Yeah. Right. So we'll start in college basketball. Marquette's a good one. I, even though they were kind of competing with Duke and their newer blood, mm-hmm. I kind of like Villanova too. Like Jay oh, Wright era not. Villanova. I'm a okay. big Jay Wright Villanova guy. I, I will tell you one player I've ever actually liked from Villanova and it is Ryan Archidiacono. Mm. That is the only guy I've ever ever enjoyed watching from Villanova. Other everybody else, I could I don't care about. Um, Jalen Brunson was okay from 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 Nova, but uh, yeah, that's where I'm at there. Teams, okay. So ha- honestly, like Big East Pitt was also fun for me. Big East Pitt was fun. Dewan Blair. I also didn't mind. Hmm, I'm trying to go through like older conferences and be thinking about this. Um, I d- had no issues with like the Oladipo Indiana teams. Mm. I didn't mind that. I the, the I, Christian I would also, Watford team that beat Kentucky. Yep, yep. I would also say that I really liked Trey Burke at Michigan. Okay. I was I was a big Trey Burke fan. Where were you on Mitch McGarry? Out. Out. Out on Mitch McGarry. I feel people, like you would have had a very Mitch McGarry game. I I felt I probably would. I, I streaky. Well, or was Mitch good? Mitch was solid. Mitch was solid. He was fine. Yeah, no, Trey Burke was fun. Like that that team with like Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, I'm trying to think. Glenn Robinson the third might have been on that team. Yeah, he was. So yep. 
Yeah, John Beeline would have been the head coach of that mm-hmm. team. Yep. So Beeline I, hasn't been gone that long. No, and I, I that's what's crazy when you look at. So speaking of Michigan specifically here, um, I was looking up their like their records from the last couple of years. So obviously not necessarily predating Juwan Howard, but somewhat predating mm-hmm. Juwan Howard. Um, if I can find, I have to find their sports reference page. It's what are they like five years removed from? Well, they made the 2018 Natty. Natty, so six years removed from a national championship. Made what the Sweet 16, Elite Eight, early in Juwan's tenure. Yes, and it's like that. Yeah, so so there you go. So here we go. Um, I'm trying to find it in. Okay, so in Juwan's second year, they were the big. That's right. In 2020, they were the Big Ten regular season champion. Yeah. In 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. They make the NCAA tournament in both year two and year three of Juwan Howard. Then they kind of go downhill. They're eight and twenty. I mean, think about that. What what an incredible turnaround for when in comparison Nebraska and Michigan, if you look at those mm-hmm. two side by side. And let's say, okay, how about this? At the start of the twenty twenty one season. Mm-hmm. You're sitting there going, all right. In two years, Nebraska is one team is going to be eight and twenty, and the other team is going to be twenty and eight. Who is who? Nine out of ten people are saying Michigan. Yeah, nine out of ten people because mm-hmm. at that time, Juwan's tenure wasn't looking to be going downhill like it is now. No, that's that's crazy, kind of thing crazy to think about. I think people would be less surprised that Nebraska's twenty and eight. They just kind of be surprised it took this long, right? I mean, Fred Hoiberg coming to Nebraska was a coup. I think it still is to some okay, degree. Yeah. So I think people did expect Nebraska to get here, but I don't think they expected it in year five, right? If they had told you it was year three, you know, maybe Juwan had some talent come in and he had a down year, but there, there's hope on the way. Whereas I think Nebraska was supposed to be at this 20 win mark a little earlier. Of Fred. Yeah, yeah. Fred's tenure. I, I think so too. Um, I also think that they probably weren't coming into this one when, when Fred was hired in 2019. I don't think you were expecting him to have to go through like wholesale staff changes two years in, right? Because mm-hmm. um, you like think back, don't even don't even remember, don't, or excuse me, don't forget like there was guys that there was one that left. I'm blanking on the name. Left to go join Oklahoma, it, not Doc Sadler because Doc did it a couple years later. Maybe I'm thinking Molinari from Tim Miles' staff. Yeah, because Mo, Mo ended up at Mo, Oklahoma. Mo ended up at Oklahoma. Yeah. So excuse me. So Doc ends up going down to to Oklahoma after he they they part ways or whatever the case was. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you, you cut ties with Madame Damasi. Armand Gates leaves and goes to he went to Oklahoma because he turned down joining his brother at Missouri. Yes, Armand went to maybe it was Oklahoma or Oregon. Uh, yeah, in April of last year at Oklahoma. Yep. There you go. So so Armand goes to Well, he we went to Oregon and then to, to Oregon off yeah. after Nebraska then goes to Oklahoma. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I just think you probably didn't expect that. Um Armand Armand I felt like did more than maybe people He was that staff's Adam Howard it feels like. To where, not not philosophy wise, I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm, but I'm saying yeah. as as the coach that doesn't really get didn't really get talked about, but just kind of does things behind the scenes. And see, I thought he did get talked about, especially by the end. Okay, right, especially when he, when he's looking at leaving. Yeah, you know, I thought that. Well, I think he, maybe yeah. I mean even that would be the case with Adam Howard too. Is if if it's it's public knowledge or known that hey, this guy might be moving on, then mm-hmm. that's when you start to really appreciate guys. I think that's fair. Um. So I don't know. I, I think yeah, like Hizzlebear makes a good point, or you know, a COVID pandemic. I get it, but like, <laughs> I I try to refrain from 
thinking know, about that. Yeah, thinking about, about that. that. Yeah, just stay away from that subject. So I, I, I think there's that. I also think that maybe Fred didn't expect, and we didn't expect Fred to need to go through like a wholesale like identity switch as well. Right. And so, we, yeah, we, I, I would we never that. tuck ourselves into the downside of coaches in Nebraska. Yeah. Right. I, I think most places don't too. With the excitement of a new hire was, you know, Scott Frost, the Big Ten's going to have to adjust to us. Right, yeah. get us now, that sort of thing. And here's the thing. Dan Hurley said the same thing at UConn, but it worked out for him much better than it did for, for Scott Frost here at Nebraska. But we were so enamored of, you know, hey, what if Fred convinces Isaiah Roby to stick around? Think about how good he'll be, George's Niang yeah. 2.0. We were so, I think, caught up in that style and how different it was from anything that anyone else in college basketball was doing, as far as we knew, that we didn't think about, hey, you have to have Imani Morris alongside. You have, have to have a Nas Reed uh, or Nas Mitru Long, you know, alongside to really help. Yeah. We saw the downside, but now I think we're really starting to see the upside of such a system. I want to stick on the text line here. Mike listening down in Texas says, what's a better result for this year's team? You can only have one. Win the Big Ten tournament or win your first NCAA tournament game and then lose in the second round. Where are you out that one, Nick? Oh, man. It would be so unprecedented for Nebraska to win the Big Ten. They've never won the Big Ten. They have won a conference tournament before. They have. They have. Trust me, I talk with that guy all the time. On I the know. Show. Tell, tell me about it. Um, but no, I, I think... I mean, so here's the thing. Win the first NCAA tournament game and then lose. I, I think I'm going to have to go with the Big Ten tournament. Really? Because if you win... You can only have one. So does that mean, I guess, if you win the Big Ten tournament, you lose your first round game? See, yeah, that's where I think Mike clarified. Because if you're either guaranteeing a Big Ten tournament win or guaranteeing an NCAA tournament win with no more, it's kind of like the, you know, if you press this button, you have a 50% chance of a billion dollars. You press this one, you have a 100% chance of a million. I I feel like if Nebraska is good enough to win the Big Ten tournament, they should be able to beat Middle Tennessee State in a 6-11 matchup. Probably. That's how I feel. Probably. I'm honestly, though, even if Nebraska only wins one, I'm still taking the NCAA tournament game, almost without a doubt. I have long been on the bandwagon of regular season champ gets the auto bid. Conference Mm -hmm. tournament is meant to improve standing. Okay. That's where I'm at with that. So I, I get the argument the other way. But you've played 20 regular season games. That should mean more than, you know, three games if you get the double by, four if you don't, or five if you make a miracle run from from Wednesday. So I think there's just so much randomness baked into conference tournaments. Mm-hmm. I think you, you... Well, it's also matchup, right? Because like it's all if, matchup. If Nebraska, if Nebraska is able to win their first one, let's say they have a double by, they're able to win their first one. Well, guess what? Purdue loses on the other side of the bracket. Well, gosh, Nebraska's road just got a heck of a lot easier. You just got Maryland again. Yeah. Something like that. So, yeah, it absolutely does depend on matchup. At this point, I don't think this program can turn down an NCAA tournament win. You know, pretty much however yeah. it, it comes. Yes, winning the conference tournament would be cool. That'd be incredible. You've been, um, you've been one of the better teams in the conference all year. But even if you win the Big Ten tournament, no one's saying Nebraska's the best team in the Big Ten. It doesn't improve your reputation Good point. there. Good you know, point. Purdue's Good still point. the best team in the conference. Illinois yeah. is still the second best team in the conference. People still probably think higher of Wisconsin. Yeah. Maybe even Northwestern has a little bit of that reputational bump, which I saw something on them. They've been one of the luckier teams in college basketball this mm-hmm. year, so maybe maybe start fading them. 
But if you win an NCAA tournament game, you're on the board. You know, well, and, you can get that off your back. Well, and never, I mean, again, in Mike's hypothetical situation, it doesn't work out this way. Don't forget after Northwestern won its first tournament game, how close they were to beating Gonzaga in that yeah. next round. They were a goaltend call away from winning that game. That, I mean, it, it is kind of, th- it, you know, it's fun to think about, right? And it's it's fun to think about a situation that, yes, is it hypothetical? Yeah, but it's not necessarily out of the realm of possibility. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, I was just making this kind of realization today, Austin, where the Big Ten Conference, is it down this year maybe more than other years? Yeah, maybe. I mean, they've had they've had years where they get seven, eight teams into the, into the NCAA tournament. It feels like this year it's going to be around that six mark. But, like, we're talking about in that type of conference, Nebraska is still handling their own in the top six mm-hmm. against the top six teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm like, I I have to continue to remind myself that ne- maybe we need to start giving Nebraska a little bit more benefit of the doubt. And I get it that like Husker fans are scarred. I do. Mm-hmm. But like going on the road against Ohio State, yeah, I, I think Nebraska should be expected to win. And if, if Nebraska wants to take this jump, they're going to have to expect themselves to win, mm-hmm. just like they did against Indiana, yeah. just the, the same exact way. And I'm not saying they don't they went into you know Illinois or what, expecting to win, but you have to at some point get over that hump of like, yeah, you know what? Maybe we don't believe. Maybe we're maybe we can win, but I know we're not expected to. No, you're you're now playing for third place in the Big Ten Conference. Mm-hmm. Third place teams in any Power Five conference are expected to win. No matter where it is, I get mm-hmm. it that this year it's been harder to win on the road. And but, Nebraska, but no, you're, you're spot on. But that's like if you want to start taking this next step as a program, forget like yeah, we need to win this NCAA tournament game. Forget the yeah, you know what? Even if we lose on Thursday to Ohio State, we'll still get in probably. All those can be factual and true, but at the same time, you have to be thinking big picture and say, okay, how what expectation do we need to hold ourselves to? game in and game out without thinking of postseason goals or aspirations. And that is start consistently playing like a top four or five team in the Big Ten Conference. They've played consistently like a top eight team. That's mm-hmm. not been a problem. Right. And that's a jump in the grand scheme of it all from last year. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to make that next jump because you have a good enough team to do so. And you can still make that jump in season. It doesn't have to wait till yes. next season necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can look at the Nebraska volleyball program as an example, right? How many times have they been in a gauntlet of a Big Ten schedule, mm-hmm. gone on the road to a team fighting for its NCAA tournament hopes, you know, borderline top 25, maybe top 20 team, and they win in four. Or they're, you know, yeah. bounce away from winning in three, where they go in, they leave no doubt, like, yeah, we're here. We're the bullies of the block. I have that same sort of feeling about the Duke-Wake Forest game we talked about a mm-hmm. little bit yesterday. Where, you know, peak, you know, national championship contending Duke doesn't care that Wake Forest is fighting for its hopes and dreams. 
Pete Duke is good enough to go in and win that game anyways, to snuff out that flame, to stomp on the chest Leitner style, if you want to say that, right? And just not care. There's that mm-hmm. championship-level expectation that I think is missing from, from that team. Now, to tie it back to Nebraska men's basketball, this group has a chance to do something that hasn't been done before. Yeah. You know, in making a run in the Big Ten tournament, a serious run, in winning the first NCAA tournament game, but they're not going to get there by doing the same things they've always done. It is on this team to step up and change that narrative. It won't change on its well, own. Teams won't lay over for you, and that's where I think your mindset shift in the program yeah. of we're Nebraska basketball, you know, we're, we're having our best season in forever, what a ride it's been, I don't know if this continues. I don't know how this continues. Two, well, we're Nebraska basketball, we work our butts off, our coaches game plan, yeah. we compete for 40 minutes, we expect to win this game, not because we're favored by Vegas, but because we know what we do on a night-in, night-out basis, if we are at our best, we can win every game, and that's our goal. That's the mindset well, shift we haven't consistently seen yet. And that's and that's the consistently is the big key of it, right? Because there's mm-hmm. been a lot of like spurts, right? Yes. And, and you can look at at full games. You can also look at just like halves. Um, and I think if you're if you're Nebraska here, once again, it's like you mentioned teams aren't going to lay over or lay down to you in March. Well, I mean, think about what tournament you're playing in now. Like, Nebraska's going to be in. It's an NCAA tournament where the most ridiculous things happen year in and year out. Why not you? Well, for either that or on the flip side of it, you're, you don't, you're never safe. Like, that, you yeah. want, you want the definition of we're going to, we're going to, step on the throat for all 40 minutes that's those are the games mm-hmm. but you don't get there and do that by just starting to perform that way in March mm-hmm. it has to be something that and frankly we've seen it once again whether it's Wisconsin whether it was Purdue right well, more so Purdue than Wisconsin Virginia but no I'm saying Nebraska versus Purdue oh gotcha in these ne- games in gotcha. these games we've seen Nebraska at times instill that mm-hmm. and have that mentality we didn't see it on the road at Illinois. We didn't see it at the for a full 40 minutes on the road at Indiana. Right. Right. Now you were able to withstand punches and punch right back, which is a positive thing. But, but, but if, the best if you're teams playing, don't take those punches to begin with. That's my point. Is so there's still so much room to improve and in, to improve. And Fred and, and his staff will tell you that. The guys will tell you that also. But you are heading in the right direction. And as generic as that sounds, like you're progressing in the right direction, you're making moves and you're improving to get to where you want to go and where, frankly, the next step would be because there is a little curiosity in my head right now, Austin, of like, all right, is this the ceiling for a Nebraska basketball program? And that's not me being negative that's me asking a, an honest question. Maybe that's something we need to talk about coming up in like the three mm-hmm. o'clock hour, depending on what we have. But like, is this the ceiling or something close to this where it's, you're never going to be able to get to that comfortable four, five, six type of seed. And you're kind of always going to be that eight, nine, 10. I like, and I, I understand the history and Nebraska, people are going to come in at the text line and be like, Nick, they haven't made the tournament in 10 years. Calm down. Be happy with what we have. I think you can do both. You can mm-hmm. be you can be happy and excited and encouraged about where you're at, but in this day and age of collegiate athletics and the way that coaches are are handled in universities nowadays, 
It's what's next. Mm-hmm. How are you going to continue elevating Nebraska? And over these last three years, Fred has done that consistently. Mm-hmm. But there is a little curiosity in my mind of like, okay, are you going to be able to go out and get high four stars, high five stars, develop them into NBA players, mm-hmm. into more NBA players, not just Bryce Bryce McGowan's or a Delano Ban? Does that make sense? Because it's like, what's the next step? The next step for any other program would be, all right, we're going to make the NCAA tournament two years in a row. Next year, we're going to ins- improve our seed by three spots, three, two or three spots. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, we're going to be comfortably in the double buy area for the Big Ten tournament. Is Nebraska going to be able to get there? Or with this group, is this their ceiling? It makes sense to me. Let's stick a pin in it. Let's come back to that because I love the train of thought. And I have something to add on that in okay. the three o'clock hour. Perfect. We're playing the shootout with Nick, though. He's on the hot seat. We're playing the game. Okay. Take on Nick in trivia. That's I, what we're doing. I can I can I address this real quick? What? So Raider fan on the text line says the amount of worry and skepticism y'all have during a win win streak in some of the best Nebraska ball of my life is crazy. But imagine we have a team like this and Fred gets Bryce McGowan's to come in next year. Like you said, he's shown nothing but incremental progress. First of all, it's not it's not skepticism. I think it's it's proving to yourself and the fan base that you have the ability to be consistent. Yes. That's that's the big thing. I, I'm not worried about wherever Nebraska lands because I think if Nebraska, if I wanted to sit here and be like, yeah, I'm worried about them playing on thir- on Thursday against Ohio State. Okay, if they win, I wouldn't be surprised. If they lose, I, I wouldn't be surprised either. I think you're just kind of used to it. And that's kind of the Nebraska team that is this year. Is it some of the best basketball they've played? Yeah. Does Fred deserve coach of the year in the Big Ten Conference? Absolutely. And I think they're going to get everything that's awarded to them but I'm saying in the grand scheme of it, you have to look big picture and go, okay, what's the next step? And I'm I'm honestly and genuinely, genuinely curious on how are they going to continue to build this? Because we haven't been able to see a staff attempt to build something from this step to the next step. It's always been, how do you go from a losing streak to 500 basketball? It's never been, how do you go from 12 games over 500 and playing for a double buy in a Power 5 conference to the next step where you're consistently that. That's what I'm curious. I'm excited about it. Maybe curious is a bad word. I'm excited about it because it hasn't happened here in in mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Austin, a Raider fan, like you're absolutely right of this is some of the best Nebraska ball in, in, in your lifetime, but I'm not skeptical and I'm not worried about it. I'm seriously, I'm, I'm anxiously excited to see how a coach at Nebraska basketball takes this program and instead of it being how do you become a team that gets a single buy in the Big Ten tournament from a five or excuse me from a, a five game below five hundred program to instead here you are you're probably going to finish twenty two and nine let's just throw that out there twenty two and nine single digit regular season losses mm-hmm. how are you going to take the next step I'm really anxious and excited to see it. Because there is faith because of there's the incremental progress. That's just my point of it. Sorry to interrupt you. No, you're good. I'll, I'll just add, I think that's a very big picture view. I'm it is. still slightly skeptical in the, the short term this season view because Nebraska okay. hasn't been dominant, right? Nebraska's been good. Yeah. Nebraska hasn't been dominant. If Nebraska was, you know, five points better, they'd have a couple more wins. If they're five points better every game, that's a couple more wins. You start yeah. to feel a little bit better about it. So... We know Nebraska can turn it on against the best teams in the country. We've seen that. We also know that there's still the propensity for a clunker or two. 
Yep. So it's not what we're saying by any skepticism is it's not a guarantee that Nebraska gets on the board in the NCAA tournament this year. Yeah, you know, and that's where dominant teams you can hang your hat on. Nebraska's not dominant. Nebraska's good. Nebraska is a good, very good basketball team. Yeah. They're not dominant, and that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I think like there's a, there's a lot of, to be excited about. I, I'm just genuinely optim or anxious and excited to see how a coach takes, frankly, Nebraska ball, who's in an unprecedented situation for them. Mm-hmm. And because when you combine all the factors of that, yeah, you're going to have 20 plus wins, and you're going to have potentially single digit regular season losses. How are you going to take that next step? Because no coach has had to. No coach. There's going to be added pressure. But for a positive reason, because of a positive outcome in a year, mm-hmm. it's always been added pressure because of negative. Right. Now, this is going to be added pressure for Fred because of something positive. Which is just completely different for this program, At, not just this head that's, coach. That's exactly it. Take, take the name away from it. Take the core. Like, and also, to add to the excitement, is that you have a lot of guys coming back. And that is the question on the text line here that I want to get to at the 3 o'clock there you hour. Go. We're going to play the shootout with Nick, not with Strick. To wrap up Hour 1, we'll talk more Husker Hoops in Hour 2. Come back with us. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.